Hi, it's Emily and we've got your well-being in mind. Through the series, we'll be sharing top tips and practical tools to support your mental health. And I'm Ange and we will be demystifying the topic of mental health, asking all those questions you need to know to progress your journey to better well-being. Hello and welcome again to Your Wellbeing in Mind and thanks for continuing to follow us on our journey uh, for better well-being. And again, you know, we've seen more listeners joining us this week uh, from places like Russia, Spain and Canada. So do keep listening in and hope you enjoyed episode seven, which was on gratitude. So Emily, could you let us know what the, this week's topic is going to be, which is going to be our penultimate episode of series one. Yeah, it's come around so fast, hasn't it? it so has. this week we're talking about letting go. So it's working through, if you've been working through the episodes, you might have come to a point where you realise you're holding on to some tension or some issues from the past. So this episode really helps you to kind of release those ever so slightly. That sounds good. Uh, so if you want to take it away and, and tell us a little bit more in depth about that. Okay, so when we become mindful and aware, we start to develop an understanding of ourselves and our beliefs. And this sometimes makes us question how we've lived in the past and why we let ourselves feel stuck for so long. So it's a natural part of self-development and we need to be careful not to judge ourselves too harshly. You know, we didn't know what we weren't taught, so how can we have done anything differently in the past? But it is a point where you get to where you think, oh my gosh, you know, I've got all this awareness and I could have applied it previously. But be kind to yourself, let go of blame or judgment and accept that you have more information now and you've got a choice about how to move forward. So in doing this, we might feel some resistance. So that's what we want to get to the bottom of, you know, what is actually resisting us from having the life we want, whether it's better health, well-being, relationships, finances, career, confidence, you know, whatever it may be, what has stopped us from having that in the past? And can you let go of the tight hold you have over it? So the reason we may have restricted ourselves in the past is because of limiting beliefs, which we've talked about in previous episodes. And that could be through, you know, family or society, culture, gender, religion, or because of negative experiences we've had ourselves. So often when we've been through something really difficult in our lives, we never want that to happen again. You know, again, we've touched on that previously. So we do all we can to protect ourselves and prevent it from occurring. And in some situations, this might mean we hide away or we live below our full potential because we're scared of making mistakes or being embarrassed or being hurt or wrong or looking silly. You know, they're all natural reasons why we're scared to kind of put ourselves forward. But these are all ego states. So if you think the ego can be quite selfish, quite self-obsessed, but that's okay. You know, we can give, forgive ourselves for that. And it's just trying to keep us safe. But when you have an awareness that it's actually fear, and that's where the ego state comes from, you can then start to question that and try to let go of it. So you wonder whether you can come into the moment, let go of the past, stop worrying about the future. And it is a constant balance. And that's where we're trying to cultivate this principle. When we meet resistance, we're questioning whether we can let go of it, even if it's just for a moment, just to kind of soften everything and relax. Brilliant. Thank you. I think, you know, when you say about being kind to yourself, that's absolutely the essence of this, isn't it? 
Um, do you think our tendency um, to attempt to hold on to negative aspects of our experience is responsible for what ultimately causes us pain, trauma, maybe even depression and anxiety? Or is it, is it more complex than that? It certainly contributes. So, um, you know, it's often our family's experiences that have impacted us from a young age. And even children that have never experienced trauma still have anxiety because of how they perceive the world based on their parents' view. So when you're very young, you decide whether the world is safe or scary based on what your parents and society tell you. So it's based on our experiences as well and the way these experiences are explained. So for instance, a child may fall over and hurt themselves and they may cry. You know, the parent then may comfort them, look after them, explain that these things happen and it's all part of life. So they dry their tears and the wound heals and the child learns that when they're in need, someone will help them and, you know, it'll be okay. But another child might fall over and hurt themselves and cry, but then they might be ridiculed for being silly or crying. The parent may call them derogatory names and then the child may be embarrassed or ashamed. So let they learn that pain and crying are really bad experiences and they never want to go through that again. So based on how the same experience is handled leads to our beliefs. So you can see that the first child will think life is safe and okay and might grow in confidence and accept that mistakes are just part of life. And hopefully their resilience level will be strong enough so that if they do experience trauma in the future, they can bounce back. Um, but the other child may feel scared all the time and be worried about life and their life experience may be littered with trauma as their perception of the world is one of fear. So they're coming from a fear-based viewpoint. And so what the other child sees as safe, this child may see as scary. So it dictates their view of life. And the key is to really help people to feel safe on a really deep cellular level so even if they experience trauma, they know they can heal from it. And really healing is an essential part of moving forward. You know, the mind and body have got an enormous capacity to heal. And sometimes we need help for that. And often when we've lived with ongoing trauma, it impacts us in all ways and our nervous system is set up to look for danger. So we're on high alert all the time. And that type of arousal, you know, it's just not sustainable. And that's what leads to the mental fatigue and chronic fatigue and depression and anxiety and other conditions. So it is very complex based on your view of the world. But the good news is that these conditions can be managed with mindfulness and therapy. And ideally, these illnesses can be prevented from occurring in the first place with education in emotional resilience and self-awareness. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Hey, um, it does have a lot of resonance, you know, in terms of um, what happened in previous, previous experience and how that sort of leads on to how you feel about the sort of current experience, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. um, I think when, I, when I'm thinking about in the workplace and perhaps even at home, and I know I've sort of alluded to this before, that I do like to be organised and I do like to know what's going on and be, being in control. Um, and I recognise that sometimes this leads to unproductive stress. And this sort of series has really highlighted that to me in a big way, even to the point where I can end up in a sort of extended fight or flight mode, as you've just alluded to. Um, and even though, though I know absolutely that being in this state exhausts my nervous system and leaves me sometimes feeling a bit wiped out, 
I still find it hard to let go. So my second question is, alongside meditation, what practical steps could I take to help with this and perhaps other listeners could use? Yeah, it is a really hard one because when we're constantly in that fight or flight, it can be really exhausting and sometimes we end up continuing that pattern. So again, it's based on whether we feel safe or scared. So it's that fear or safety and it's this constant battle between the two. And polyvagal theory was created by Dr. Stephen Porges, and it helps us to understand this as it discusses our emotional response like a traffic light system. So we go into a situation and we weigh it up. So anything that we're kind of experiencing, we go in and we decide, does this feel safe? And if it does, then we get like this green light and our mind and body react accordingly so we can function properly. We feel confident and we know it will be okay. If we feel a bit uncertain, then the amber light comes on. And this means our mind and body is getting ready for some sort of danger or like anticipating a threat. And if we really sense this danger, then our red light comes on. And this means we're on high alert. So our senses are heightened and things may look brighter, sound louder, smell stronger. Our hearts may be racing. So it's a good idea to know when these systems are kicking in and what triggers them. So like you were saying, you know, you really do know when that's happening. And with mindful awareness, you can then learn how to manage the emotions during the time. So as we always talk about with rest easy, deep breathing is really essential. So when we feel that amber to red zone coming on, just pause and do some deep breathing. That will really, really help. Putting your hand on your heart and saying, I'm safe is a good way to calm everything down. So what we're trying to do is really get to that safe place. You know, these emotions are happening, but we can still feel safe while it's going on. And then maybe visualize a safe place or a flower or a tree in nature whilst you're doing it. And I often use this analogy with my clients of a tree with deep roots and long branches. So the wind may come and blow the tree around, the branches might break, but we're flexible enough to handle it as the roots go really deep into the ground and keep us safe and supported. So I really picture a tree being rushed around in the wind and, you know, it's still solid and it's still grounded. So also thinking about who you are and what you like to do to help yourself can help you to feel grounded. So you almost get a personal toolbox. So if you go into the red zone, you've got that to go to. So Mine is like time on my own. I'm an introvert. I love a bit of time on my, my own. I like to have a bath, candles, fairy lights, flowers. <laughs> and I also really like to journal. So just getting my thoughts out of my head. So I know if I've been in that red zone, I'll just do my go-to uh, things that I love and it just gets me back. So it's really good to think about your personality and what you need to do to support yourself. And then also thinking about situations as temporary so you know this will pass try to get things in perspective and think you know will i still be worrying about this in six months if not then try and let it go and seeing emotions as waves is a great tip so letting the wave rise up and then let it go back down again and remember we can't stop the waves but we can learn to surf them and then really just knowing yourself and what triggers you and then knowing you've got a toolbox to go to to get yourself through it is the answer i would say Thank you. I love that analogy of the tree and um, I could definitely recognise myself in some of what you've been saying there. Um, so, for example, 
I find it hard to let go after a setback or a mistake because um, I find that my mind is going over it. I feel like my mind is full of very repetitive thoughts. I'll go back over a situation wondering, should I have done X or Y or something different or imagining what I should have said or done differently? And I know this is human and that this is my mind doing what it knows best. You know, it's trying to think of a way out of a challenging situation, but Unfortunately, at times like this, the more I seem to think about the situation, the more stress I seem to cause myself. Um, and I, I think I can get a bit stuck in these repetitive thoughts and emotions. So what's the best antidote to let go of that type of thinking? Yeah, I have to say I've been in that situation a lot and we sort of renumerate and it doesn't really get us anywhere, does it? So the best thing to do is to just say stop just stop for a moment and then it gives you a break in the thought pattern but we never ever do that you know we just go over and over the same thoughts but if you just say to yourself just stop and with rest easy we would say let's rest easy this will pass I don't have to believe this thought um, but the key is obviously to try and catch the thought catch yourself in that thought process and that's really what mindfulness helps with then you can say I have a choice here I could spend the next 30 minutes worrying about the situation or I could accept it is what it is. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to let it unfold without trying to control it. So every time you experience a negative thought or emotion, you can just say stop or rest easy. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm choosing to let go of this. And you know, remember it's just my ego. I know ego is based in fear. I don't need to be scared anymore. I have tools that can help me. And then thinking about what your wise self would do right now or what advice would you give to a friend in the same situation. So obviously, you know, a lot of the time we're good at giving advice to others, but we never take it ourselves. So just really thinking, you know, what advice would I give to someone else and take that yourself? And then if you do that every time you worry, it really, really will start to make a difference. And it really, really does take practice. I don't underestimate how difficult it can be. Um, but if you practice and are committed and are dedicated, as with all these things, you know, it depends on how much you really want to change, but it, it can be done. And just remembering we all have a choice to let go of our thoughts and emotions. It's just how much we want to that dictates our success. Yeah, totally, totally agree. So I think what I'm taking away from today's episode is that letting go is all about lightening our own load you know when we let go whatever is bothering us um, we're setting ourselves free from that and we get to reclaim that energy for ourselves you know to use in other different ways and we can redirect our attention towards our priorities we can have a new sense of energy and without the past dragging us down so you know all in all that that just sort of sums up how how wonderful you know mindfulness can be for me yeah definitely so um shall we talk about the meditation that goes alongside this episode that uh, the listeners can pick up yeah so again it's in a seated position we work through the body scan and then this meditation is really helping you to release what you're holding on to and sort of realize what, what has been stuck. So whether you can let go of it, we think about whether we're trying to control things and make them go a certain way. So, um, you know, maybe we're doing a bit of striving there. And then also maybe we're trying to stop things going a certain way. So maybe we're trying to avoid things happening. 
So the aim is just to develop an awareness and try to experience a moment of release from letting go ever so slightly. So you might realize you've been holding a lot of tension somewhere in your body and just having a moment of release can just feel so relaxing. So, you know, it's just trying to cultivate that really. Yeah, thank you. I find that one really useful. And, and again, I noticed that sort of tension in my hands um, and that I was clenching my hands and I needed to just relax them. Um, so that was that was really interesting. That must be where I'm carrying a lot of my, t- my tension in my hands, but uh, really useful to actually draw your own attention to that and sort of let that go. So I hope everyone has really enjoyed today's episode. And as mentioned at the beginning, this is nearly the end of our series. So we've got one more episode to go. And what's going to be the last episode? Yeah, so the last one is a lovely conclusion. It's acceptance. So it's a wonderful way to end. And it's the principle really that we all need to work towards. That's where we just get that real deep sense of calm and inner peace. Fantastic. So we hope you've really enjoyed today's episode and perhaps now that you've listened to several in the series, you might also want to sort of recap and return to some of the episodes as you need them because they are all very much sort of interconnected. And so if you need to contact us, the the details that we need, we can share with you are yeah so it's the rest easy method on facebook and rest easy training on instagram and then our email addresses are emily at resteasytraining.com and angela at resteasytraining.com brilliant and as always you can find our podcasts on our community podcasting uh, host which is redshiftonline.org which is based in cheshire where we're based in england So it's been lovely to speak again and uh, hopefully we'll see you again at our final episode of series one. Thank you. Brilliant. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Join Emma and Ange next time where we'll be sharing more top tips and tackling those questions you need answering with your well-being in mind.